Welcome to season number four, episode number two of Sports Fellowship with Fox and Frank. I'm Dan Fox. And I'm Frank Knight. Hey, Frankie, how are you? Wunderbar. I like it. Doing well. I like it. You have a good week. There's going to be a football game in Denver, in um, Germany this year, right? Yes, there is. There is going to be one. I believe it's in Frankfurt. Nice. I believe. I'm not 100% sure. I've been to Frankfurt. Okay. Nice place. With the U.S. Air Force Reserves. Okay. Uh, I had a good time. I like it. So, we got uh, a lot to cover tonight. Indeed. Um, We, a little roadmap for where we're going, and no one to disrupt the roadmap again this week. Uh, Oh, also our intrepid sound man, Rich Vizallo, is with us. Hey, Rich. What's up, guys? Always good to have Rich with us. Always. So, a little roadmap for where we're going. We're going to talk a little baseball as the uh, pennant races and the wild card races are heating up. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about baseball as some of the divisions have gotten a little tighter and a little closer uh, as we head towards the finish line here. Then, uh, talk a little bit about college football. Not a whole lot, but a little bit of college football. And then... We're going to charge into NFL. We'll talk, we'll reflect back on re- week one and then talk about last night's game a little bit the game between the Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. And then we'll charge into our picks and our, our uh, prognostication skills. Nice. And, oh, yeah. And we will uh, <laughs> yeah, talk about skills. week two. <laughs> Use the term lightly in my case. Wow. All right. So, baseball. This, this week this, in baseball. That's right. This week in baseball. So let's talk about your Mets. Oh, my gosh, Dan. It hasn't been pretty. Uh, so, you know, we, we know that at one point they had, I think it was a 10-and-a-half game lead over the Braves in right. the division. Uh, and they've been slowly creeping up. And, you know, more recently they've been right on their tail, the Braves. And uh, so the Mets had a series with the Dodgers where they took two out of three and they were feeling good about themselves. Since then, they lost two out of three to the Nets. Uh, they took two out of three from the Pirates, two out of three from the Marlins, and then they, they decided to lose three to the Cubs. So they've struggled since that series overall. And uh, the Braves still are behind them, but barely. So uh, they, thankfully, the Mets have the Pirates in town again, and team, they seem to have their number this year, and the Pirates are bad. But the Mets don't seem to have a problem with them. And uh, hitting has been the big problem for the Mets. They have gone barren with the hitting. Well, the Mets are winning as we speak 2 nothing yes, over the are. Pirates. So it's been a struggle. I predicted a while ago on the podcast that the Braves would win the division. So I'm, And I'm not saying, you know, don't send me a congratulations text. It's just I realize the Braves are a very good team. And for some reason, the Braves have been, the last two years, red hot in the second half of the oh season. Oh, my gosh. They are by far the best team in baseball in the second in half of the of time. season. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I give them all, all the uh, you know, accolations that, that they deserve. They have a really good bullpen. That's something the Mets are weak in. But uh, I believe the Mets have a, a better starting lineup uh, pitching when they're healthy. So we're going to be a playoff team. The Braves are going to be a playoff team. We do have a series with them at the end of the season. So we'll see how it all unfolds. Fortunately for the, for the Braves, they have the Phillies right now in Atlanta. So Well... Um, Every time I look up, the Phillies are winning a game. I, I don't know. They, it they, seems like it to me. Yeah, I mean, well, the Phillies are really good at beating up on the also-rans. All right, well, that's so, the teams you play in the schedule. So, so, you know. But looking around the rest of Major League Baseball. Start um, with the National League. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the, the rest of the National League. Uh, Think the Dodgers will hold on? Yes. <laughs> They're 21 games yes. up on the Padres. Yes. Uh, for some reason, I think they've got it in them. Uh, the Dodgers are obviously the best team in baseball, 98 wins uh, as we speak. Uh, then the the Padres are in the driver's seat for the third and final wild card spot right now. Um, and so it looks like they've got a pretty decent handle sure. on that. But Milwaukee is uh, two games back from them with that. Uh, the Phillies are, are two games ahead of the Padres for the second wild card spot. And then whoever finishes second in the National League East is going to get the first wild card. Oh, yeah. So and, and the, the wild card's interesting. It's three games. Right. And they're all at the top team's stadium. Right. So, you know, uh, that, uh, somebody was talking about the other day if it were the Mets. One bad thing for them is that they'd have to go with DeGrom and Scherzer in that series, and that would mean that they wouldn't have them for four of the seven games in the next series if they want it. So it could be a negative for a team, too, in that aspect. Right. Uh, the Mets do have the uh, the pitching, especially at the top of the rotation, uh, that can really do a lot of damage. And they have and win, an amazing closer and win them a series uh, that way. But if they have to, if they have to fire their bullets in the wild card round, it's going to be a tough uh, tough haul for them in the next round. If, if uh, because uh, you know Degrom is had had a history with injuries, and Max Scherzer, even though he is a warrior god. Um, of a pitcher, um, he's had a couple bouts with some minor injuries over the last few years as well. So, and he's not exactly a young buck anymore. I mean, right now the Braves, the Phillies, and the Brewers are the wild cards. Correct. If it ended now, so you got to give your Phillies, you know, a chance. Well, we're gonna fall out of it, but you know, um, boy, <clears throat> it's rough on his team. Then in the American League. Switching over, you've got Houston uh, firmly in control in the Nash- in the American League West, and that's without cheating, and, apparently. Well, I don't know. You know, you never know. <laughs> that's true. There's the old saying when it comes to NASCAR: if you ain't cheating, you ain't, ain't trying. trying. So, you, you know, then <clears throat> then right now Cleveland is three games up on Chicago. That was a tighter race, and the Yankees are uh, for- firmly in control in the American League East. But then you've got. The wild card with Toronto and Tampa in the American League East mm-hmm. ahead of pretty much everybody else except Seattle. Uh, so the three of them sit in the wild card spots. But then on the outside looking in, you've got the uh, surprisingly the Baltimore Orioles on the outs just on the outside looking in. And you know it's funny that the Yankees were struggling; um, they couldn't hit worth a darn. They have a lot of injuries and so on. And uh, they're still atop the uh, East by six and a half. Correct. Over the Blue Jays now. Right. The Rays have actually dropped a third. So, but that's a tough division. The Yankees are in, and uh, everybody's beating on the Yankees for a while, you know, except for Aaron Judge. You know, obviously his year is unbelievable, but uh, they're, they're still they're still there hanging in because they had this tremendous start. But right, um, it's, they're intriguing to me. How good will they be in the playoffs? Well, you know, it's will the Yankee stigma count for anything? No. It, it certainly hasn't counted for much yeah, here that. in the second half of the season. That stigma's kind of passed. They haven't um, uh, gone to a World Series in quite a while. Since 2009. Yeah. 2009, they haven't been to or won a World Series. I so. know, because they're the Yankees. There's the expectations. World Series are bust. Right. And they are loaded on paper. Well, I don't know. As far as their bats. They have, 
well, yeah, but they have a bunch of guys that I just, I mean, I, it's hard to compare them to the uh, to the previous Yankees iteration sure. when, when they had players, they had stars that stood out at like every position or or players that were household names. Agreed. And now you have guys that really are almost, I mean, I'm not saying they're bad ball players, but they're kind of also rands compared to the uh, the, the Yankees I suppose. stigma. I, when I look at their team, though, now, I see Aaron Judge, I see Giancarlo Stanton, I see um, Glaber Torres, right? That I see... Um, but Stanton missed two-thirds of the season. I know, injuries you know? are a factor, right? But as they get to the playoffs, which they will be in, if they're loaded with everybody, I think they're a pretty dangerous team. And yeah. You know, they need... To have Severino back in the they, they do have Garrett Cole in their rotation, yeah. but after He's that, sketchy it's, though. It's it's you know it's not the typical star-studded team that the Yankees have put out there in the past. Yeah, that's why they are a mystery. So yeah. we'll see what happens. So I wonder yeah. how Toronto, how good they are. Right, they're kind of the forgotten team to me in the American League right now. I hear a lot of talk about them, but uh, they're they've got a loaded lineup. Well, on again on paper they do, but they just don't seem to put it together right. all that often and play the, as a complete team on the field. Right. So I mean, they have guys that are studs and uh, standout players, but then they come up pretty small in big spots. Sure, and there's the Astros with 94 wins, so they're always there. Yeah, the Astros just you know, they just kind of reload around around their three or four core pieces mm-hmm. all the time. They let other guys walk. And they just reload around their core pieces and True. and go after it again. So it's getting fun, you know. It's like maybe sixteen games left for each team, roughly. Yeah. Uh, so this is a fun time, you know. Football started. We got the the uh, baseball playoffs coming up the end of the month or beginning of next month. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's an exciting time to be a sports fan. It really is. So college football. Did you watch any college football this week, Frank? I failed. I failed to catch any games, Dan. Okay. All right. Watching it from afar. One of the big one of the big uh, stories in college football right now is that Nebraska fired uh, their coach Scott Frost. Um, Nebraska well, that was cold. Well, <laughs> Come on. Um, when they hired him, they put, they sold a whole bunch of T shirts that said um, that said Frost warning coming to, coming across the state of oh, Nebraska. Very clever. Um, so. Scott Frost, for those of you that don't know, Scott Frost was a national championship winning quarterback at the University of Nebraska, a Heisman Trophy candidate. He didn't win, but uh, he didn't win the Heisman there, but he he's a, a native son of Nebraska. He grew up in Nebraska, yeah. um, and so it was a really big deal when um, he... He went and was the offensive coordinator for Chip Kelly out at Oregon, yeah, and was very successful as that offensive coordinator. Then he was the head coach at University of Central Florida, and he coached them to an undefeated season uh, at University of Central Florida. And so it just seemed he turned that program completely around in, in three years. Hmm. It just seemed that he was the perfect candidate with the perfect resume, with the perfect pedigree yeah. for the University of Nebraska. And it hasn't really unfolded that And way. he, over a, over a five-year time. that Dan is a Nebraska fan. I am. Over a five-year t- uh, time, he won 16 games uh, in, in four-plus years. I shouldn't say five years because he is yeah, only— that's, that's, uh, I'm not an expert, but it doesn't sound very that's good. That's not very good. Uh, so— 
it just it's a it's a it was a culmination of a lot of things. Whatever could go wrong did go wrong for Scott Frost at Nebraska. It feel it was his fault or no? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. As, right. And, and I'm not trying to sound like a Scott Frost apologist. Uh, I did want him to succeed very badly because he did seem like the perfect person to coach Nebraska. Okay. Uh, but Nebraska's never going to be what Nebraska was in the 1990s and early 2000s, where Nebraska was cha- was uh, basically uh, challenging for a national championship on a regular Weren't basis. Weren't they known in those days for primarily for running the ball? Correct. They used to run the ball a lot, and they ran uh, variations of the option and stuff like that. And they had big, big country guys that were that were their offensive line, and they just coached up these these country guys. Usually local guys. Right, right. Ro- local Nebraska guys. They would say corn-eating, you know. Yeah. And they coached them up, and then they would send them to the NFL. For a long time, Nebraska, they used to call it the pipeline. Nebraska used to send uh, uh, regularly offensive linemen in the first two rounds of the NFL draft. Yeah, sure. And they just, they got away from all that, and... The, the the program has steadily gone downhill, and unfortunately, we've kind of hit rock bottom here with Scott Frost. Has so, any of it had to do with just the difficulty of being able to um, recruit the right players? Well, it is. It's, it, it is, but at the same time, you know, everybody's got recruiting problems, especially with this transfer portal and yeah. all this kind of stuff and everything that, that every college is dealing with. Is it not a desirable place for some of these well, athletes? The, the fight song says there's no other place like Nebraska. Oh, well, then, you know. I mean... <laughs> At the fight song so, says that. No, I mean, who might I argue? So, what do you like this week in the schedule, Dan? This week, you have a game in the college. Because I see it's not exactly based on the it, rankings. It's not a murderer's row of yeah. games and, and stuff, but there are some intriguing matchups to take a look at in college football this week. Um, you've got, first of all, you've got Oklahoma playing Nebraska at Nebraska. Yeah, I see um, that. Even though number six OU, right? Even though it doesn't have the shine it once did, it was that was a that was a circle game it's at one point. Twelve o'clock on Fox, so it right. must be one that they're highlighting. You got BYU at, at playing Oregon, two ranked teams. Um, you, that should be a pretty good game. Sure. Um, and so if somebody's like a twenty-five. I mean, they, they could beat an eight, right? Well, theoretically. Reasonably. The- theoretically. Or do you think that 25 has a little Well, chance? I mean, Florida started out. trying to learn here. University of Florida started out ranked in the, in the, uh, in the, right at the tail end of the rankings. And with one win, they jumped from like 25 to 12th. Okay. In, in one week. Um, so, Sounds like it could be a little suggest, suggestive. Yeah. Subjective. subjective sorry. Yes. Especially at this point in the season. But you've got Penn State going to Auburn, even though Auburn is unranked. Uh, that should be an, a pretty interesting game. Yeah. Uh, the Flames of Liberty University are going to Wake Forest. Uh, Wake has had a, a, a couple of surprising uh, big time, not, not big time, but they've they've rolled and their two wins. Who's so ULM? ULM. They're playing Alabama. Is University of Louisiana Monroe? Yeah, that's uh, gonna be like fifty to nothing, huh? That that <laughs> it ought to be <laughs> that ought to be more than fifty to nothing. <laughs> um, so. Um, you know, I love to see these matchups sometimes. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's what when you go if you go and you try to lay money on some of these. If you were to try to bet uh, bet Miami just to win, um, they won't even take the bet. Wow! <laughs> so it's it's going to be another fun week in college football, yeah. and you know we'll see how it all shakes out. This week, Connecticut plays plays Michigan. You know, it That's seems a loss for Connecticut. Interestingly enough, Frank, this week the 
the board of directors or, or the board of regents or whatever it is, the people in charge of college football, voted to expand the playoffs. Right now, the playoffs is four teams. They play two games, and then they play. Then the winners play the national championship. They they voted to expand it to, to, tw- to, 12, to twelve teams. Okay. To twelve teams. Jeez. And personally, I think the playoff is a waste. Are of they time. shortening the regular season? No. That's interesting. But to me, the, the uh, this is going to be somewhat of a controversial take. the uh, The way it used to be was called the BCS, and the BCS took the number one team and the number two team and matched them up to play for the national championship. The bowl championship. Something, yeah, bowl championship series is what it was okay. called, and uh, everybody poo pooed because there were a number of teams on the outside, like three and four, that cried and, and whined and said, sure. "You know, this isn't fair. We're not it's even. Subjective. We're not. We're not right. We're, well, it was a computer based thing, yeah. and then there was a writers' poll as well. There was a coaches' poll, a writers' poll, and then a computer poll. Okay, and that's how they determined all three of those together who the number one and the number two teams gotcha. were. But then teams that were number three or four whined and cried that they didn't get a chance. Um, and so all about money. Right. And so then they opened it up to four. And every single year that they've had the four team playoff, the number three and the number four team get waxed. Yeah. It's not even close. Yeah. Like they get blown out. Okay. Um, it's not even good games or anything like that. Right. And then the national championship game usually is a pretty good game. Hmm. Um, and now they're expanding it to 12 teams. And going to be a lot of lame games. There's going to be a lot of blowouts and a lot of teams that shouldn't be there. Sure. Um, and stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see. It's all because of money, right? Oh, it, absolutely. It's all a big money grab. Like everything. Um, and, all the money. Yeah. So just like Rich doing his comic books right now. Right. He's following the money. Yes. So. <laughs> All right, so college football, um, it's going to be real interesting to see what, what happens there and how that all shakes out. Uh, and uh, as we tr- as we move on, uh, we're going to transition. And when I transition, I turn it over to my friend Frank. Guess what, Dan? What? We hold this podcast in your basement. <laughs> Why, yes, we do. Dan set up a palatial studio for us here. <laughs> I guess you, I wish this was on video so you guys could see what Dan and... Rich do when I say that. You have to see it. Uh, so now we didn't always hold it here. We used to hold it at the Fox Brothers Alarms warehouse. And we want to talk to you about Fox Brothers Alarms because, you know, Dan Fox, right? That's his, his uh, family's company. And they're a local alarm company that has been family-owned and operated in the Lehigh Valley since 1972. How many years is that, Rich? Over 50 Over years. Over 50 years. Thank you. Uh, this is their core value statement, folks. We They bring integrity, security, experience, quality, reputation, and solutions to every job they do. Your safety is their number one priority, and they don't take security lightly. So here's what, here's what they actually do. Burglar alarms, fire alarms, security alarms, access control, automatic services, and remote services. So they are, do a plethora of things to protect you. And they serve in protecting homes and businesses in eastern Pennsylvania and western New Jersey. You get a free evaluation, Dan. Love it. So if you sign up. And so to get started in protecting your home or business, you can do two things. First of all, you can go to www.foxbrothersalarms.com. www.foxbrothersalarms.com. 
And uh, when you do that, you just open up the page. You know, you, if you're familiar with the internet, you know that when you click on that, it'll open up and it'll really give you a lot of information about Fox Brothers Alarms. Or you can get on the phone and you can dial 1-800-FOX-BROS, 1-800-FOX-B-R-O-S. When you do that, you want to ask for? Mark. I saw Mark last night at Bible study. He says hi. Love it. Yeah. So Mark is Dan's younger brother, and uh, he will take care of you. Just call 1-800-FOX-BROS or go to the internet, as I said. And get started in protecting the things that need protecting. And you can also follow them on Facebook. And uh, Facebook is a really good tool for these sort of things. You just go to Fox, go on Facebook and punch in in a little tab up, up top, um, Fox Brothers Alarms, and their page will pop up. Also, we want to let you know that Facebook applies to this program, too. We have a Facebook page and the same thing. You just punch in the name of the podcast, Sports with Fox and Frank at G at, at Gmail for Sports Fellowship with Fox and Frank. There we go. And again, the page pops up. So check us out on Facebook. Everything relating to this podcast is on the Facebook page. I said it last week. There's been a lot more activity in the Facebook page. I've been communicating with people. Dan wouldn't know. He doesn't have a Facebook account, and I admire that. Um, but uh, yeah, but the podcasts themselves are also on Facebook, a great way to access the podcasts if you have Facebook. What else, Dan? We have an email, right? And so our email is sportswithfoxandfrank at gmail.com. Sportswithfoxandfrank at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. It's a great way to communicate with us. This is what we do. We use the email in terms of uh, communication. So Reach out to us, ask, a, ask us a question, maybe bust our chops a little. Uh, people are sending in their survivor pool picks on the email right now, so we want to hear from you on our email. And when we talk about the email, what do we do? Dan usually asks Rich something. Rich, do we get any emails? Uh, emails from the fans or emails from fans. someone special? Well, a sp- we always want the special one. The special one. Course. Well, um, I thought we were going to get an email hmm. from the special one because hmm. the special one said that they they requested me to text him the email again, hmm. and uh, I did, but we didn't get it. I'd be happy to call her and tell her oh. the email address. Sure, of course. You know, <laughs> just you know, I'm, I would take it as my personal responsibility. That special person is very busy, and we know that. But you know what? <laughs> She's missing out on an opportunity here. I'm just saying. Well, and you know, Frank's trying to jump in on my territory no, here too. He isn't. Frank was saying that he's you know available and single. I said I was single. <laughs> so you know, I just happened to mention that in conversation. I didn't. You know. You know. I'm uh, feeling threatened here. You got it. Yeah, you know, yeah. 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 Trying to lock like... this down so that you know Frank doesn't move in on my territory. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no chance of that. Frank already had one wonderful woman. I did. You know, let me have mine. There you go. So. Fair enough, Dan. <laughs> You've loved them and left them for long enough here. You got to well, know we, when to hold them. Well, we were at a, know when to fold them. them. Yeah. yeah, we were at a party the other day, and I was men- mentioning your name like crazy in that party. All right, so. Dan, would this be a good time for me to bring up, and you could say no, because I know we're recording, and you can cut me off, the Shauna uh, Gaikama situation, because I expected an email from her. Sure. All right. So, to the Gaikamas. I have a statement to make. Uh-oh. 
My statement about the Detroit Lions stinking again to you, Shona, I retract it. I retract it because it's only one game. And I will also retract it because even though they got way behind in a game against Philly, I will say the Eagles aren't that bad, right, first of all. And secondly, um, I was impressed with Detroit's ability to continue to fight to come back. They got an early lead and then got way behind, and I texted you that when they were, or at least I started formulating the text when they were way behind and they were losing to Philly because that's my arch rival in football. So, Shauna, I'm holding back on any Detroit Stinks comments at this point, retracting it and apologizing. How's that? Hope that makes you feel better. And it's genuine. For the record, Shauna, I never said anything like that. Yeah. Um, I did pick against your Detroit Lions, and as it turns out, my pick was correct. Mm -hmm. But I wanted wanted Detroit to win very badly. And so uh, I think Detroit is going to be better this year than they've been the last few years. They definitely play with more fight and more uh, fervor about them, and they seem to have a plan both offensively and defensively. What did the coach say? <laughs> Breaking the knees? Yeah, like well, that. he said he wanted the guys that would be, when they're down, they would bite the knees. Bite the knees, yeah. Of, of the, they uh, were biting knees. But, uh, you know, I'm still, the jury's out in Philly yet, right, uh, for me, uh, and how good Hurts can be and so on. So it just seemed like Philly was just having their way with them offensively, and it was frustrating to watch as somebody who wanted the Detroit to win. So I'm going to hold off on the Detroit Stinks narrative for now. And uh, one thing, we're going to see each other in a few weeks. So the Cowboys and the Lions play. So That's a dub for you. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, just an update on the survivor pool. We started off with 39 players in the survivor pool. We are down to a dirty dozen. I'm still alive. Last year's champion. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. We have 14 players still wow, alive. That's a lot of people in, out. in the survivor pool after week one. What was the big game to knock people out, Dan? Well, it was a combination of games. The uh, A lot of people had the Denver Broncos, mm-hmm. and when that coach Mr. had Unlimited. a brain When that coach had a brain fart on, on fourth and five and went for a 64 yard field goal, that knocked myself. I feel like the, the only person that felt like that was a good, good enough call. And then the Indianapolis Colts tie knocked a bunch of people out because they had the Colts, and you have in the survivor pool. It's it's not that you that you didn't lose. It's that you have to win to to move on. Two years ago, the Colts knocked you and I out, right? Correct. And then last year, they lost their opener too, I believe. Yes, San Francisco's loss took some people down. Cincinnati's loss, yeah, took sense. some people down. Tennessee's loss took some people down. Okay, yeah, so that was an upset, all right. You know, that's uh, how the cookie crumbles, and that's why indeed I don't stay very long in survivor pools. I usually don't either, but I'm still alive after one. So okay. I'll take it. Well, let's let's take a quick look back at week number one. Sure. First Thursday game last night. Well, let's talk about week one first. Okay, fair we, enough. However we'll... you want to do it. Yeah, because Thursday is really for week two. I got you. Okay, so uh, New Orleans, uh, to start off, uh, had a tough time with Atlanta. A little tougher than I expected uh, for the good team that New Orleans is. And Atlanta rebuilding. 27-26 was the final. And um, uh, interesting 
to see the game that close. What are your thoughts? Well, the Saints used both Taysom Hill and uh, famous Jameis as their quarterback. Taysom Hill kind of forgotten in fantasy league. Yeah. And uh, famous Jameis um, played pretty well. Uh, he played within himself. But you just wait. Because, I mean, if you're that, – that's the reason people are not bullish on the Saints because – you you don't know that you can count on and believe on believe in famous Jameis. That defense is pretty good. Yeah, down there in Saint Land, but it is. But the uh, the offense will rise and fall with uh, Jameis Winston. How did Camara Borealis do? Camara uh, Borealis, the team uh, did not produce I the dub. The player, uh, the player uh, did pretty well, so I'm not unhappy. That's there. Dan's fantasy team, Camara Borealis. So, yeah. San Francisco in a mud fest. In Chicago, actually lost to Chicago nineteen to ten. That was a surprise. Uh, San Francisco was a seven point favorite. In it the was game. a monsoon. It was, um, and it was it was to me it was a tough game to watch. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati had a game for the ages. Twenty three twenty in over overtime. Pittsburgh wins the game. Yeah, that was surprising because everybody expected Cincinnati to come out of the gate and play well, and in in small stretches they did show the flash of their offense, but they just couldn't put it all together. Okay, so we were talking about it. Philly uh, outlasts Detroit thirty eight thirty five on the road. Well, what I don't understand is. I, I don't I don't get obviously I'm a I'm an Eagles hater and I'll I'll wear that hat but at the same time I don't understand what Philly tries to do they were up big in that game and they could they were running the ball well mm-hmm. um, and not just be, with Jalen Hurts that's pretty much their identity right uh, but they were running but they can they continued to move away get away from running the ball yeah and there they were could, turnovers in the game right they could if they. In my opinion, they should have just kept battering that that defense and moving the chains and running the clock, and they would have won going away. Yeah, so Detroit, they, they give them credit. Got to give them credit. They kept coming back, and uh, they did get the late touchdowns. Makes it look a little closer than it was, but, um, you know, they were hanging in there. A game that uh, kind of puzzled me was the Miami-New England game. Now, this happens a lot to, to New England, though, when they go down to the heat. And they went down early, hoping to kind of cancel that out and get used to the heat. But they lost twenty to seven to Miami. New England just basically just got dominated in the game. Well, New England's defense was supposed to be better than what they showed, um, and th- that's been their calling card the last couple of years. But then on offense, they have no weapons. Yeah, they have no weapons uh, for the, that young quarterback yeah, Mac, down there, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. I wouldn't call him the next coming so far. No, but I, I think you have to give him some weapons sure. to work with. We'll see how that goes. Baltimore and Lamar Jackson looked really good, and it was the Jets, but the, they dominated 24-9, to and uh, Lamar Jackson was hitting some passes deep, and he looks like he's he's got three pretty good receivers in his team now. Yeah. That's a first, So and plus well, a nice tight end. They were injured last year, so, you know, uh, they're fresh legs. And Devin stuff. Duvernay came out of nowhere. Well, he was a third-round pick out of Texas, a slot receiver. Just saying. I mean, he, yeah. he had a pretty good game. So yeah, the Jets are the Jets, and they're not they're not really impressive. So, what do we take out of that? Washington uh, with uh, Carl Wentz, as we affectionately call him, uh, beats Jacksonville twenty-eight twenty-two, and Wentz looked pretty good in this game. Uh, Washington jumped out to a pretty a pretty decent lead, and as a result, some of my friends, Josh Hooks, uh, were talking a lot of junk about how great the the Washington team was. But then Jacksonville came roaring back, and not only came roaring back, but went ahead in the game, and 
there were some sour grapes coming from down there that this is the same old Washington team, but then they were able to take it, take it back and, and uh, finally, finally put the nail in the coffin and win. I thought Trevor Lawrence looked good in the game. Uh, in in his stretches. first game of the new coach. In stretches, yes. But he, He's still growing, but... But it, for me, that Washington offense is laden with weapons. They have a lot of weapons. They have a suspect offensive line, and who knows how that's going to translate because sure. because Car- Carson Wentz has proven to be somewhat brittle, um, and if he keeps taking pounding, and he got several good hits on him this, this past week, but if he is able to hold up, they, can, they might be able to do something. But, and so might I. Well, yeah. He's my second quarterback in your league. Oh, okay. So um, Cleveland, there was no line in this game, and it kind of almost lived up to it. 26-24 over Carolina. This was the Baker Mayfield return. Uh, revenge game. Revenge game against Cleveland. It didn't work out too well for him as they lost. Well, Cleveland jumped out to a big, to a big lead, mm-hmm. and it looked like uh, Baker had egg on his face. But then uh, – Baker was able to lead a comeback and made it a, a really good tight game. Mm-hmm. So not either one of these teams are going to be, uh, you know, uh, world beaters here, especially with Jacoby Brissett right. quarterback. But um, you know, I, I was wrong on that one, and I thought Baker and, and his chip on his shoulder was going to carry them. But I I forgot that that Cleveland had more more talent on their overall team. Uh, than Carolina does. Okay. The next game actually lived up to the no-line uh, thing, but it was a seven-point spread per Indy. Indy and Houston played to a 20-20 tie. I don't get Indianapolis. Uh, nope. I just don't get them. I don't understand. I know they're missing a couple pieces on their defense, so maybe they can attribute it to that. Then we have uh, an interesting upset happened. The Giants and Saquon Barkley, who had a huge day, uh, actually beat last year's number one seed in the AFC, Tennessee, twenty-one to twenty. Saquon Barkley looked very good. He did, and again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not putting it. He's a local kid. We he love is. him out of Whitehall High School here in uh, in Whitehall, Pennsylvania, right, kind of right on the outskirts of mm-hmm. Allentown. Okay, so um, next we had Green Bay in Minnesota. Green Bay was a one and a half point favorite on the road, and um, Minnesota handled them 23 to seven. Now a lot of this. As I watched the game, was um, it's clear that Green Bay is struggling to find uh, um, chemistry between the wide receivers and Aaron Rodgers. Well, not only that, but also their two starting tackles are out, and one of their starting interior linemen was out right. in that game. So, uh, Min- uh, Justin Jefferson, what a what an emerging he's already there. What a big star this guy is. What a player, and he had a nice game for Minnesota. It's fun watching him play. Um, then Kansas City came out uh, against Arizona and just dominated them uh, in pretty much every way, winning forty four twenty one in Arizona. Yeah, that was a desert. So. That was a fairly easy. Mahomes five touchdown passes. Yep. So then we had uh, the Chargers, who also looked pretty dominant against Las Vegas, twenty four nineteen. They win. It, it looks close, but they pretty much handled them. Um, the Raiders' offense. Outside of of the one receiver, they just really weren't able to to do much. Carr threw a couple of bad interceptions. Yeah, I, and I never I I thought Carr was the worst quarterback in that division. And eh, eh, it's not the worst call. So. I mean, there's some good players in there, um, but the Chargers look good in opening day and twenty four nineteen they win. Then Sunday night football is something that I don't want to talk about, but we're going to have to. Tampa Bay rolls into Dallas 
Dallas forgot to show up. I don't think anybody told them there was a game that night. Not only that, but uh, there were a few injuries. The biggest one for Dallas is Dak Prescott's thumb. He's now out uh, for at least four weeks, probably six. And uh, the Cowboys are in big trouble um, because they really did not look like they were together as a team. And their defense played okay. They, they, um, it was kind of a bend and don't break night for them, stopping Tampa Bay from scoring a lot of touchdowns, which they were at the goal line a lot. And Dallas just gets blown out 19-3. There were throws that Dak just – I mean, I know they're not playing with the best receiving core out there, and C.D. Lamb did have a couple of drops. But some of the other guys were open, and Dak missed them yeah. or bounced the ball to them behind. and stuff. And yeah. the, the one play that the that the announcers that really kind of chapped me. The the announcers uh, were saying that uh, C D Lamb has to make that I play saw that. and everything. And I terrible. And, and the ball was 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 two feet behind him. Mm-hmm. His he's running across the, running a crossing route, and all of his momentum, everything about him is going one direction, and the ball is thrown two feet behind him. That was Collinsworth, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. He got his hands on the ball, but that's an incredibly difficult catch to make in that situation. <laughs> and it's just it's just so foolish it is. for Collinsworth to say that he's got to catch that ball. That's a catchable. No, it wasn't a I catchable agree ball. More. And so the defense, Dallas defense, did give us a, a ray of hope. Oh, Parsons, um, what a and, player! Yeah, Micah Parsons. It was beautiful to watch him drop, uh, drop Tom Brady twice. But Dallas is in a world of hurt, oh, yeah, and I'm already yeah. saving my money because I'm gonna. <laughs> I've already pretty much given that I've lost the the uh, cal- the record bet of our teams, and I'm in. He's in the clear, and I'm on the hook. So um, I'm, we'll looks see. like I'm gonna be buying lunch for everybody. Yeah, so uh, finally we got to Monday Night Football, and it was a good one. It was an exciting uh, matchup with Mr. Unlimited being on Denver now and not Seattle. They go into Seattle, and it looked like they, early on it kind of looked like they were going to handle Seattle, but Seattle's 12, their 12th man, their crowd seemed to have an effect, and ultimately Seattle wins the game 17-16. Only because of a complete boneheaded decision <laughs> by their by uh, by Mister Hackett, the head, the new first year head coach, and the boneheaded idiot coach. When if you look it up, the statistics tell you that you're much more likely, especially with a front line quarterback and Mister Unlimited, and you know Mister Danger Russ, um, that they are much more likely to get that fourth and five than they ever would be to kick a sixty four yard field goal. I was sure situation. they were going to go for it. And just the, the kick was long enough, but to the left, just so stupid. It's a long one. Sixty four is a long way. Yep. So uh, in the picks, Dan, uh, you annihilated me. Uh, you went. I'm, I'm calling the tie a tie. Okay. So nine five and one was your week. Five nine and one was my week. So wow. we got some catching up to do, my friend. Okay. Briefly, let's talk about last night's uh, game. So it was San Diego. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Char- I'm still Los saying Angeles. that. Los Angeles Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Go ahead, Dan. I'll let you start. It was a it was a matchup that everybody was looking forward to, and unfortunately, a bunch of people were unable to see because it was on Amazon Prime. It was the only way to watch it was streaming, and so a lot of people were shut out from watching it. And there was a lot of uh, people on Twitter that were not very happy about There's it. There's another way to catch it. It's NFL Plus, I think it's called. You have to be in the local market. I see. You can't watch you, you, it, with NFL Plus. You don't get every game. You only get the local markets. And if you lived in LA or Kansas City, the local it was on local television. 
on the local Fox station. Yeah, so um, in the game, um, just Justin Herbert played very well, um, and as did uh, Mahomes, and it was kind of a back-and-forth battle. It looked like um, the Chargers were ready to take a pretty sizable lead in the game, kind of late, and uh, the key play in the game was when Herbert uh, threw a pass at the goal line, and rookie defensive back intercepted it and ran it all the way back for a touchdown, making the game. I think it was tied at that moment. Right. It threw the pick six. That hurt a lot. But then Justin Herbert was driving the, the Chargers down the field with time uh, winding down, and he got hit on a throw, and he went, landed weird. And uh, it was a total legal hit. Nobody was doing anything dirty. But as a result, he, he has a broken rib now, and he is what's called day-to-day status. So when he uh, got hurt there, he tried to gut it out and finish the game. He did gut it out and finish uh, but, only missed one play. Right, what I'm saying. He, no, I, no, I'm not correcting you. Uh, and he just, he just, when when you've hurt your ribs, you just can't throw the ball like like you want to and stuff. So um, give him credit for Gotta give him credit for trying uh, to lead his team and continue to fight. Uh, but the, the game was pretty much over when he got injured. Interesting with that with that drive, that one drive though, the drive before last for Herbert, he went to make a throw to try and get a first down and literally couldn't throw the ball because it hurt so much. Mm-hmm. The next play, he threw a like a 30 or 35-yard pass to like the five. The guy's, the guy's a gritty player. I kind of mm-hmm. like watching him play. Yeah. Um, but they ended up losing. In fact, they tried the onside kick after their last touchdown, and it was actually booted by the uh, one of the uh, Kansas City players, but Kansas City recovered her. That could have been really interesting. So, but an exciting game, and I'll tell you what, Mahomes, watching this guy play, he's a player. I mean, it's really, it's fun to watch him because of the things he can do physically. So, I do enjoy watching him play. I find myself rooting against him a lot because I just like the other team more. Well, for Patrick Mahomes, he he had a relatively pedestrian day Did. for him in that he only threw for 235 yards and two touchdowns. I understand, but those are stats, right? Just watching him play, the way he makes plays, and sometimes he's able to throw these sidearm passes and stuff. He's an exciting player to watch. Definitely. So, All right. Well, let's charge into week number two. So NFL week. All right, Dan. I screwed up. I got to admit, I screwed up. I forgot to bring the paper, so I'm kind of winging it here. Um, But we're going to go through the the games and predict them. So the New York Jets are playing the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Okay, I am going to take the Cleveland Brownies. And... And I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> I want to take the Jets. I really do. But I can't see them stopping the Browns run. I got to go with Cleveland. So especially in Cleveland. Washington at Detroit. Detroit actually is a one point favorite in this game. Kind of interesting. I'm going to take the Lions. I'm going to ride with the goof and you take the Lions. Like what you saw last week out of the, out of the Lions? Y- yep. All right, so um, I'm on the same bandwagon. Um, I'm hoping for Carson Wentz to have a good game, but i got to stick with the Lions. Tampa Bay, two-and-a-half-point favorite in New Orleans. I'm taking the New Orleans Saints. I'm with you, Dan. They own 
Tom Brady, and I think their defense will step up. I like New Orleans. Carolina at the New York Giants. Giants looking to be, well, I don't, they're the favorite, actually. Somehow the Giants are a two-point favorite. They are at home, so. I'm going to take the Giants. Give me more Saquon wow. Barkley. Wow. I don't see it. Um, I'm taking Carolina and Christian McCaffrey. They'll be running all over the place. New England, two-and-a-half-point favorite in Pittsburgh. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I want to take New England here. I'm with you. i got to go with Pittsburgh. I think they're better at home. New England didn't show me much last week. i got to go with Pittsburgh. Indianapolis, minus three at Jacksonville. I'm going to take the Colts. Yeah, i got to go with the Colts, too, Dan. Jacksonville just not there yet. I like the Colts' defense, so I'm going to bank on that on the road. Miami is at Baltimore. Baltimore, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to take Baltimore. you got to like action, Jackson, but I think the running game in general, they're going to run all over Miami, and I don't see any way that they lose that game. So Atlanta is at the L.A. Rams. Rams coming off a difficult loss in the opener to Buffalo. What do you think, Dan? I think they're going to take it out on the Falcons, and the Dirty Birds are going to go down. They're going to get shot down and smacked down by by. Uh, the Rams. Agree. I think the Rams put it all together this week. I think they dominate. Seattle at San Francisco. San Francisco, a nine-point favorite in this this one. I'm taking San Francisco. We're in agreement again. I, I Again, the running game. Seattle worst against the run last year. I think uh, San Francisco rolls, even with the backup running back. Cincinnati, a seven-point favorite at our Dallas Cowboys, Dan. Give me the Bengals! I think that... Uh, there's no chance that Dallas wins this game. Um, they're going to lose two at home to open. Cincinnati wins and wins big. Uh, Houston is at Denver. Denver, 10-point favorite. I'm going to take Denver. Go with Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I don't see them going 0-2. Houston has a lot of work to do. Uh, so far, Dan, we're agreeing on every pick. Arizona is at Las Vegas. Las Vegas, a 5 and a half point favorite. I'm taking the Raiders. Are you feeling good about it? No, but I'm taking the Raiders. I'm going with Arizona, Dan. Um, they're going to bounce back. I think that it's going to be a high-scoring game. Whoever has the ball last, and I'm going to predict that uh, Kyler Murray has the ball last. Next, we got Chicago at Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay is a 10-point favorite. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay because he owns he does. The, Chicago, uh, the Chicago Bears. And he told the fans that. I don't know if that was last year or the year Yeah, before. it was last year. Yeah, that was funny. He said, I own you. I still own you. By the way, that was the Sunday night game. And this week we have two Monday Wait, games. Wait, who did you pick? I'm sorry. I took Green Bay. Okay. I wrote it down. Maybe I didn't say it. Okay. Yeah, I like Green Bay to win big there. Tennessee. In the oh, in the uh, early Monday night game, I'm not sure why there are two Monday night games, but Tennessee p- goes to Buffalo. Buffalo, a 10-point favorite over last year's top seed in the AFC. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Give me the Bills Mafia, especially in their home opener. They're going to smash. I'm all over that, Dan. i got to go with you. I don't see them losing to Tennessee there. Tennessee is not. They didn't look very good in their opener. And finally, uh, rounding out this uh, Monday, the um, 
week two schedule and the second Monday night game at 8.30 is Minnesota at Philly. Intriguing matchup. I'm taking Captain Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. You're killing me, Dan. I'm picking them too. I'm going to catch up to you if you keep picking the same ones I pick. I pick first. It's true. So what? We got two different. So maybe I can catch up two. Not right. catch up to, but you know. All right. Get closer. So. All right, so you know we'll we'll see how that all plays out and works out. We will. Uh, we want to wrap up this year podcast. We've gone a little long, so uh, when we well, do, that's what we have Rich for. He can shorten it for us. When we do, we want to talk about our church. So, if you're listening to this podcast now and and you, you're wondering about why we call this podcast Sports Fellowship, here's why: we believe in the power of God and His love for us. We believe that Jesus died for our sins and that we have a direct line to communicate with him through prayer, and even when we just need to share our struggles, our pain, and even our joys. We believe Jesus is alive, having been resurrected. Another thing we believe is how important it is that we gather with other folks and worship with Him, with them, um, while loving and supporting each other. This is what God has told us we should be doing. Our church is First Baptist Church in Phillipsburg, New Jersey. We're located at 810 Red School Lane, in Phillipsburg, New Jersey, and we would love to see you at 10 o'clock on Sunday, because that's when we meet. Um, so, Dan, one thing, uh, if you're interested in, in looking for a church in the, this Lehigh Valley area, especially towards Phillipsburg, we have a website, and the website is www.fbcpberg.org, www.fbcpberg.org. Org. Before you even consider coming, I'd suggest going on the website and checking us out. And when you get on that website, Dan's going to give you a little preview of what you see. Well, there's all kinds of great information on the website, especially in terms of, of what's available and activities and programs that we have for people of all ages uh, at our church. But what's really cool about our church website is that you can uh, you can watch any of our church's uh, services. You can watch just an audio, well, you can listen to just an audio version mm-hmm. of the services, or you can lis- watch the full video uh, version of them, including, including the announcements, the music, everything. And then um, you can uh, see what it's like for yourself a little bit there. But what's really cool is that you can uh, communicate with us through what's called the communication card. If you have a need or if you are uh, going through something and you need some prayer, you need somebody to talk to, you need somebody to uh, to bless you, um, or you have a physical need, uh, we would really encourage you to go to our web church website and fill in the commu- online communication card. Um, doesn't matter where you live uh, or if you're close to the Lehigh Valley area here or not. Uh, you can fill in that communication card, and we guarantee we will pray for you. Um, we we see that as a ministry, as an opportunity to bless people, Amen. and we would really love to pray for you. And uh, if you fill out th- th- that communication card, if you are more local and you have a need, a physical need, we can try to help you uh, meet that need. Or we can definitely pray with you or talk with you or offer some, some good advice, uh, some godly sound advice. Uh, on on decisions and things you got going on in your life, but we're here for you. Um, if you if you aren't able to join us on a Sunday morning, you can catch our services live uh, on Facebook Live. If you go to the search engine on Facebook and type in First Baptist Church Phillipsburg, New Jersey, 
then you can uh, watch our services live. They're, they're streamed live there. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to um, YouTube. YouTube Live and uh, you can watch the services there as well. So a couple different options for you if you want to uh, join us in our services and stuff like that. We just really want to try to be a blessing to you and meet some of your needs if you'll give us a chance. Yeah, we always say we love sports, but we love Jesus more, and we'd love to see you at First Baptist Church, one way or another. All right, well, we want to shout out our friend, our friend Victor, and his wonderful sister Egata. Uh, we are very thankful for you and the Geikamas all together. We do sure. really appreciate you and your friendship. And please accept my humble apology. Wow, Frank's really gro- really groveling for you, Shauna. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I may be saying something different in two weeks. Whoa! Hey, listen, I tell it like it is. So anyway, jump the gun a little. We we're very thankful for for you putting up with us and our silliness and and listening to us. Uh, our podcast is growing, and we want to thank you, uh, our listeners, for that. And uh, you know, pass it on to a friend. Let's see if we can hit. Right now, we're at about eight hundred and seventy three. Listens, uh, downloads per month, and we'd like to see if we can bump that up to one thousand. So, uh, do us a favor and share Sports Fellowship with Fox and, and Frank. Communicate with us. We'd with love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you, our audience, at, through our website, uh, Sports with Fox and Frank at, at gmail dot com. Uh, not it's on our website; it's our email address. But I'm, I'm rubbing off uh, on you. So yeah, so please communicate with us and and share fo- Sports Fellowship with Fox and Frank with someone else. And without any further ado. May the love of Christ fill your heart. Football, baseball, tennis, basketball, even sports exotic. Oh. You geek guys in soccer and if it's a sport they've got it. Yeah. They have weird conversations about anything they think. Oh. They have so much in common, it's like their brains are in sync. Twins. We got Fox with the jokes. We got Frank with the knowledge. Oh. They care about all ages. They talk about pro league and college. Is. They have that high quality content talking about the teens with their big boy shoes and their big boy dreams on. Oh, yeah, you know who it is. Sports Fellowship. Number one. Follow Fox and Frank now.